0: hello gang welcome to another episode of the good vibes club and today i have a great guest on who i know you're gonna absolutely love so for a bit of background hayley is someone i've known for a really really long time and her content is just so inspiring to me for so many reasons. She lives the ultimate dream life, which isn't conventional to what we're told we should have. And she's just an incredible human being. So Hailey is a lover of running and fitness, just like me. She shares fab advice on solo trips and where to go, where's safe, all the low down on that kind of thing, as well as being a great interior designer through her own brand Run Wild, which let me tell you now, I am 1 million percent going to be reaching out to Haley when I buy a house because her designs are incredible. I'll share the Instagram link below because I've never seen a design that has not been epic. She also does loads of charity shop shopping and car boot sales finds the most incredible thing and one of my favorite things about her is how openly she talks about being child free by choice so we thought it was a great time to put our heads together and share a really great episode with you about being child free making time for you creating your own dream life and just living the way that you want to goddamn live so without further ado I'm gonna get Hayley on the episode and we can have a good old natter. so grab your cup of coffee get cozy and get ready to have a listen Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on a commute, out on a hot girl walk, or curled up on your sofa, sit tight and get ready to feel those good vibes. Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, Hayley. Nice to have you on. Thank you for having me,
1: that. I'm really excited to just have a chat with you. It has been so long. So long.
0: We were just trying to work out how long we've actually known each other. And I think it's probably going on like easily six or seven years easily yeah maybe even longer probably because I feel like we started around the same time and like influencer well we started back in the day when I feel like it was blogger central and it wasn't really influencers that wasn't really a word
1: yeah I don't even know if
0: like Instagram was like a thing I mean I've had my blog nearly 10 years so you know what I actually don't know because I feel like I remember your blog from back in the day before you even started interiors and stuff, I feel like I remember seeing your, like, Instagram-y, like, the fashion. Do you remember, like, the OG fashion post at the OOTD yeah. vibes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a very important question to ask you before we get started on the episode. It's something I ask everyone, and it's basically just to give us a little bit of a good vibe, a little bit of a positive. So what is your, I'm going to say good vibe of the week. We are recording on a Monday, so you can absolutely say from last week or the weekend. But what is your good vibe of the week?
1: Oh, good vibe is in, like my outlook or like something that's happened
0: anything something that's made you smile a quote that's resonated whatever you want it to be just something that's made you feel really good this week
1: okay something that's made me feel good is yeah I'm like oh god
0: (laughs) um my one of
1: my really good friends Francis like we met at the gym and we've just become really good friends and yesterday she just came around for like a little spontaneous like dinner, and we ended up chatting for like five hours and Ben was like, "My God, you two can talk, <laughs> but you know it was just like I think because it was unexpected, we'd basically been to like a friend's house together, and then I was like, "Oh, come, like, come, just like chill for a bit, and then we ended up sitting on the sofa and just like waffling away and um, it was just so nice, I think when you have a real connection with someone it's just a really like special feeling and so yeah that kind of like made me feel really happy yesterday and I feel like it's just a really nice start to the week now to have spent like some quality time with a new friend and also like I do think as an adult it is harder to make friends 100%. right so you just think all those friends like from school you kind of think that's going to be like your click for life and like my girls from back home will always be you know my girl group but it's just really nice that like, we've moved to a new area And like a lot of the people from the gym have just become really good friends with and we spend a lot of time with and it's just really nice to meet new friends as an adult and also to have similar interests because it's like, how do you meet friends as an adult? So yeah, I think that's something that I've really enjoyed like the last kind of few months is like kind of finding our people here, which has been lovely.
0: I have a question for you on the friendship because that is the cutest thing ever I love that you found a friend (laughs) and also agree like nothing beats sitting on the sofa for like five hours and just talking getting to like midnight and being like oh my god I thought it was 5pm but what would you say is a tip on how to do how to approach someone or make a new friend I know this is so not the topic of the episode but now you've said it (laughs) I'm gonna ask you anyway
1: (laughs) while we're here (laughs) To be honest, I think, like, kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to try something new, because the thing is, if you do the same thing day in, day out, right, then what are the chances that you're going to meet someone you're not? Like, I used to work from home all the time, so I never really met anyone. I'd literally go to, like, Tesco. (laughs) So, like, starting CrossFit for me, like, I didn't know anyone. I was so intimidated at first. I used to just, like, train on my own. And it wasn't until about five or six months ago I met, like, Claire, Lucy and Francis, And then I was like, actually, I feel like I found my tribe and, like gets on really well with like their partners and we like go for little like sea dips together we go to the pub like we just spend so much time together and it's really nice and we're just like you know who's up for coffee who wants to on Friday night we hosted movie night at ours and there was like eight of us and we all just ordered pizza and yeah I think if you start something new put yourself out there and yeah I just kind of gradually like naturally started talking to people and then yeah it did take me a good while to sort of find my people there but once I had it's just a really nice feeling so yeah I would say try something new start a new hobby even if it's just working from somewhere different you know like the place where you might meet new people if you don't go anywhere or do anything then you're not gonna so yeah step out of your comfort zone and I think yeah exciting things live there
0: I think stepping out of your comfort zone is like a theme of life as well, because I remember I talk yes. about this all the time on the podcast, but I remember being told years ago on my first ever accidental solo trip, because my friends couldn't come. <laughs> it was the whole thing. But, um, oh no. I remember being told <laughs> it was very dramatic and very last minute to the point where like, I literally was at the airport and one of my friends had come with me and she was like, I cannot get on this plane. Like she was so ill, like so, so, so unwell. And, um, I ended up just having to get on this plane on my own. Like, a passport didn't turn up for one of my other friends. It was a whole kerfuffle. But I remember being told, like, (laughs) magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And it's one thing I always stick to now. I'm like, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm like, do you know what? This is such a good thing. This is going to be a really good thing for me. I have to feel uncomfortable sometimes to grow. And you just have to, don't you? You just have to... Like I am an avid don't speak to anyone in the gym kind of girl, but sometimes I'll walk in and I see the same faces every day and I'll just like start saying hello to people because I think sometimes that one little hello could then turn into like a little bit more chatter and then a little bit more then maybe you go for a coffee and it just, it helps like broaden your life a bit, doesn't it? 100%
1: and the thing is like you don't really know what anyone's going through do you know what I mean that person might be looking at you thinking I really wish I could have the confidence to say hello to that girl and it's like if you kind of take her off the table and go up to them and say hi it's like you know a lot of people are like really socially anxious and Mm. stuff these days and it's like it is a big deal to walk up to a stranger and say hi and introduce yourself but what's the worst that's going to happen and I also think that thing of stepping out of your comfort zone. Like when I started crossing it, I thought, do you know what? If I hate it, I don't ever have to go back and that's okay. But I'm going to try. It. And I love it. And I just think, unless you try, you never know, do you?
0: So true. And that's kind of leading on to the episode as well. Because really, I kind of want to you on because I think that you are someone who really has like built your dream life. And I feel like you live life the way that you want to live it and not the way that anyone else thinks you should live it. And I feel like even watching you over the years, like moving to a new area getting this gorgeous house like starting your interior business sounding like a big fan girl because I know so much about you <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a really I think you're the perfect person to come on and talk about creating your own dream life and as a generation we're really breaking those like societal norms as women in our early 30s where we're you know everyone expects us to get married and buy a home and have babies and I just think that it's something that resonates with me so much and so many other people listening that we're not maybe sticking to those societal norms that we're supposed to be doing at age 30 like especially if you think about things like the the fact that at 30 we almost subconsciously I've talked about this before but you almost feel like shit like I haven't bought a house or like am I in my part of my career that I want to be in have I climbed the ladder enough have I done this have I done that like I haven't got this and I haven't got that and you almost think about all the things that we're told that we should have rather than the things that we want to have so did you feel that like did you feel the pressure when you were younger to be like you need to stick to a timeline you need to do things like the right way quote unquote
1: yeah a hundred percent and isn't it so funny because I remember like being younger and thinking like 30 was like so old oh my god were, like, so like, old. when I'm 30 <laughs> I'm gonna have a husband and two children and a house and a really successful career and you get there and you're like oh <laughs> but also I think when you're younger you kind of always think that that's the end goal but there is no end goal in life do you know what I mean it's like you just keep living you don't get the house and and that's it like it just keeps going and evolving and I think that's kind of the most exciting part about it but yeah I do think that we were always led to kind of believe that to live a happy life you need the husband the two children the house and the thing is I follow so many people that are like digital nomads they live out of a van they work for themselves and they are so happy. And I just think happiness yeah. comes in a million different forms. There is no one way to be happy, no one way to live life. And I think you've just got to find what's right for you. And if something doesn't feel right, then it's not for you. And i that's why I think I don't put any pressure on myself to live a certain way. And you know, when we made the move, we did to Norfolk like two years ago or three years ago now. And our friends were like, you're crazy. Like you don't know anyone there. And I was like, what's the worst that happens? We hate it. we move back home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you we're
0: don't know to try it. Try. And was,
1: yeah. And, okay, yeah, it's kind of a big deal buying a house, but it's not, you know, set in stone forever. Like, if we don't like it, we'll sell the house and we'll move back. But we love it. And we wanted to, like, carve a life for ourselves. Like, I've never really been a like a home person. Like, I love yeah. my home. I love my roots. I know where I'm from, but, like, I kind of just wanted to get away and I'm quite like an introvert. I speak about it a lot on social, but I love my own space. I love my own time. I didn't want that relationship where my parents had a key to my house and just came in all the time. I could think I, of nothing worse. No, <laughs> it's my idea of all. Like I love my family, but you need to be invited into my space, you know? Like, yeah, I just couldn't deal with that. And we moved here, like, built a life for ourselves. I mean, we were gonna move to Wales and that Kind of, we just kept getting outbid on houses and it fell through. And we were like, right, where do we want to try next? And we settled on Norfolk and we love it. Well, I just think, do you know what? I want to hopefully sit on my deathbed one day when I'm old and look back and think, what life? You know, yeah. I tried. And I would rather try a million times and fail rather than sit there and think, oh, why didn't I do that? Because I just think life's too short to not take those chances. And if you don't like it, you don't have to stay there. You know, you just start again.
0: I think as well, life now we're realising is so much bigger than just, like we said, those societal norms of like you get the house, you get the kids, you get the nice car, you have a good job, you put, like get promotions, then you retire, then it's so... Like, it's so much more than that. And like you said, happiness is different to everyone. Like, your happiness could be, I'm not going to lie, I really want to do this, but, like, living out of a van for a bit and having, like, a van life moment, or maybe you really want to go experience living in another country. And like you said, it's so temporary. Yeah. And I think, especially with, like, the children's side of things and, like, the marriage, we're so led to believe that that is, like, the be-all and end-all of life. And, like, if you get that, you are the height of success. You have hit, like, the jackpot of life if you get those things. And actually, that's not the case for everyone. And there's probably so many people who have felt that before and now don't think it or maybe got into those situation where they had the husband and the kids and then they thought shit I'm actually really unhappy now and I think it's just so interesting isn't it how everyone is kind of carving out their own little like what like definition of happiness yeah and that's kind of the good thing about social media because we're all like you're seeing so many different versions of happiness in front of you like you said with all the nomads and stuff it's something that our parents would never have thought of doing and actually, it's such a way of life, like our career never existed. Yeah, 10 years ago, really. And it's now something that's so different and so new.
1: I think, okay, there's like so many points I wanted to address (laughs) on that. (laughs) I first of all think it's like such a generational thing because my mum was like, you know, like in her generation, she was like, you just, you just had kids. That was just what you did, right? There wasn't, you just got married and you had kids. And she was like, don't get me wrong. I love you to pieces. And she was like, I did really want children. So that was the course that she wanted to be on. But now I think women are like so successful in business. They're traveling the world. And like, there's so many ways to live a life there's no kind of like linear path you know so it's like but at the end of the day I follow women that are so successful in business and have children and I like there's no saying there's one or the other but I just think that there are a lot more options there are a lot more choice you don't have to just live life one day like one way but also it kind of like breaks my heart because the more I open up and kind of speak out about not wanting to have children and women approach me and say I had children because I thought that's what I was supposed to do and if I had my time over I wouldn't do it again and I just think Mm. you know why is society putting that pressure on ourselves like why do we believe that we have to have children to live a happy life because if you don't want children that's not the outcome for you and I just think there's so many ways to be happy that if you want children of course it's the most magical thing like watching my best friends become mums is so lovely because it's what they want and it's just such a beautiful thing to witness but if it's not what you want then it's not so it's like you need to kind of figure out like what is it that I want from life and then live that according to you I mean me and Ben have been together eight years now but anything after the kind of three or four year mark people would be like oh when are you gonna have children and we'd always be like oh, next year, next year, because we, I mean, it wasn't until about two years ago that we realized that we didn't want to have children, but we'd be like, next year, and then next year will come around, and we'd be like, no, (laughs) definitely not ready, next year, next year, and then that year would come around, and then it wasn't until I kind of stopped and thought, do we actually want children? Like, is this what I want, or is this what I'm led to believe that I want? And the more I thought about it, I thought, actually no and I felt really nervous to kind of bring it up with Ben I was like god what if he's like absolutely desperate and I remember we were driving to Lincolnshire for the weekend together and I said to him I was like I don't think I want children and he was like I'm so glad you've said that he was like I've been thinking the same and I didn't know how to talk to you about it but we've both said look communication is absolutely key in any relationship I'm like if you woke up in five years time and was like I want to have children like we need to have a conversation about it but at this, And the thing is, it's hard because I don't really know that anyone can ever say anything is 100% because you don't know what's going to happen 100%. in 5-10 years time. So it's like, at the moment, I can tell you that I don't want children. I'm 95% sure that I won't have them. But it's like, if I woke up, you know, seven years and was like, I want to have a baby, like, I can't tell you how I would feel that because I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow so I think but it you know people need to respect people's choices it's a matter of your body your womb your life and really it's of no one else's business I do find it quite a generational thing when people ask and I think there needs to be a massive education piece around that because nobody has the right to ask you whether you want children because the thing is you do not know what people are going through and you know you could be bringing up so much trauma for someone and it's like you don't have a right to even inquire about if someone comes to you and wants to speak about it that's different but in terms of asking people I think there needs to be an education around just not asking because I don't think it's okay.
0: I agree with you and I think there's no like right or wrong decision either like you can't say that having kids is the right decision and not having them is the wrong or the other way around because like you said you could say right now I don't don't I don't want children but then you could change your mind or you know there's no right or wrong way around it and I think especially like you said you do get the generational pressure of like I think grandparents specifically but parents can sometimes be quite bad where it will be like I think even people who have children, to be honest, because you get the questions of like, when are you going to have kids? Oh, you know, your clock's ticking now, you're 30, like you need to start having children. And then you also get the flip side where people start having kids. And it's like the minute the baby's born, they're like, oh, when are you having the next one? And there's always so much pressure and questioning around like fertility and like children. And like you said, you just never know what someone's going through. For all you know, I could have been trying to have children or I could be like really, really against it. And you're making me feel bad for that decision when actually that's a decision that, you haven't even really asked if I want to make or like you don't know anything about that. So, like, do you know what I mean? You just don't know. So, I think it's always just something that should just not be discussed and you shouldn't make people feel bad either way.
1: I think going back to that point where you've said about there's no right or wrong way to live a life, the thing is, it's subjective because I wouldn't, like, even though I'm child free by choice, that's my choice. And it's like I want to basically give people a safe space where they can come and speak about it and feel. Like they've been seen and heard but it's like I would never influence anyone's decision but you can't because it's not your life it's theirs and mm. the thing is as long as somebody is doing what's right for them that's more than enough it, there is no right or wrong way to live a life because as long as you're doing what's right for you then you're happy right so it's like you know that's all there is to it and it's like I can't tell people what to do with their life and I wouldn't even dream of it but it's like this is what I'm doing with mine and do you know what that's okay it's okay that I don't want children. I'm not any less of a woman. My worth isn't kind of, you know, about whether I have a child or not. Like there's so much more to life and there's so much more to me. And I do find that quite patronising. When People are like, you know, if you don't have a child, how are you going to live a fulfilled life? How are you going to find your joy? Like, oh, I will find my joy, Susan. <laughs> like, I find joy in so many things
0: in life. My favourite like... thing that people say is, you know, when people are like, oh, but who's going to look after you when I'm old? Like when you're old. And I think there's so many instances yes. where old people are just shoved in homes. So they might have 10 kids, but they still don't have anyone looking after them. So I'm like, that's not an indication of someone looking after me when I'm old.
1: Yeah, so I actually did a video before and it was like all of the like things that people have said to you when you said you don't want children and all these amazing women sent in like everything that people had said. And that was like a really common one. And I think that's so wrong on so many levels because If I had a child to care for me when I'm older, who's to say that, first of all, me and that child get on, we have a really good relationship throughout life that they feel like they want to care for me. First of all, I wouldn't want them to, I'd want them to live their life, you know, I wouldn't want them to have to care for me when I'm older. But what happens if they move to Australia, you know, it's like, there's no saying that they're going (laughs) to be in that position to care for me when I get old. And I just think that's a really selfish reason to have children. I don't think it's a child's responsibility of course as a child you know to your parents to your grandparents you want to care for them you want to look after them but it's a choice I would never be like I'm gonna have a child because who's gonna look after me in a care home I mean what a really wild thing to say to <laughs> someone <laughs> it just doesn't make sense
0: did you find when you first started talking about this openly online that you were a bit nervous of those kind of things because I think there is such a There's such a stigma and a pressure and a like almost negative talk around not wanting children. So did you find it quite intimidating that first time you like, like, how did you bring it up? Like, did you do stories first? Did you just do a post? Like, how have you fallen into talking about it? Because I know now you say that you get all these amazing women who like, you have quite a good community of people who are like, thank God you spoke out because no one does. But did you find it really scary? Like, how did you navigate it? Because I would be so nervous to approach a subject like that because it is a big subject to talk about.
1: So first of all I can't remember how I first ever addressed it because this conversation me and Ben had would have been just over two years ago so maybe Mm. I kind of like soft launched it on stories you know like just to kind of put it out there just in sort of casual conversation and then when I remember like sort of doing some reels about it and it's really weird because I think anything that you speak about online where you feel really vulnerable it is scary because there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree with your opinion but you know that's why it's called an opinion you know it's you have that right but it is it is scary and it's intimidating to kind of put it out there and you know you don't know what's going to come back but I do think I've been really lucky because I haven't really had any negative response to it but I have had a lot of women that have really opened up to me opened up to each other and just said look I feel safe here I feel like I can speak about it and like there isn't that many people on the internet talking about it I follow two girls that speak about being child free by choice and that's it and it's like why aren't we addressing this because I follow like loads of people that are mums, and it's amazing but it's like you know we can show all sides of life and give everybody a space to be seen and heard and yeah, I just think it does need to be spoken about more often because I hate the fact that people feel they can't talk about it and it shouldn't be a stigma, you know, it shouldn't be like a taboo subject where we're like, oh, we shouldn't really speak about that because why shouldn't we?
0: And I think especially for those women who aren't online and don't do what we do and maybe live in like a smaller town where their bubble's really small, they've got a couple of close friends and, you know, everyone around them is having babies and they just feel like such a an odd one out because they don't want that and I think it's so nice to know that there's other people out there who feel the same because even if you're I think sort of slightly different but like if you're struggling to get pregnant and you really want to be to have babies there is I think there's becoming a community for that but again it's just needing to find those groups of people that make you feel more normal in what you're going through in any area of life but I think the child free one is just such a big one isn't it because people are just so against it but without really thinking about why people are doing it <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's weird because people get a bit like, they feel a bit like personally attacked by it. And it's like, hang on, like, it's my life, (laughs) my womb, like my choice, right? Why does my decision impact how you feel? And it's like, I just, I don't think as women, we were just put on this planet to be baby machines. Of course, we reproduce. (laughs) That's what we're here for. I understand that. But it doesn't mean that every single one of us has to you know, and I think we have a choice and that's a beautiful thing. And there are so many ways to kind of live a fulfilled life now. And I just, I've always kind of thought, Do you know what? I would rather not have a child and regret that decision than have a child and regret that decision because I couldn't think of anything worse than bringing a child into the world and thinking, what have I done? Because that would just destroy me. I would just feel so awful. And it's like, I don't want children, but I'm happy with that. And I can live with that. And That's all that anyone needs to know, you know, it's nobody's personal business, what we decide to do with our life. (laughs) And I don't know why people get quite offended by it. And they're always like, oh, people that are child free are so defensive. But I don't think we are, we're just expressing our opinion. And I feel like we have a right to do that. Because like you said, people with children express their opinion. And I think it's a matter of respecting what people want and respecting their decision. Mm. And I would never ever say anything to like disrespect anyone. So I think as long as you're saying what you're saying in the right way and you're not hurting people I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing how you feel
0: so we've obviously touched on like negative comments you get right so how do you how would you navigate it so like if someone turned around to you and was like oh you know you'll change your mind or are you sure it's really nice to have kids do you have advice for other people on how you navigate that kind of question like if someone came up to them in their life and kind of said that like do you have advice on how you've kind of because i feel like for a long time you've been probably having these questions but do you have advice for other girls who also think they don't want kids and feel like they've got that pressure like what kind of thing do you say in that situation because obviously like you said you don't want to come across as defensive but you almost feel yeah. like you have to defend your point and defend your reasoning but have you found any way that's been really beneficial to like retaliate to that comment without being like <laughs> aggie the
1: <laughs> <laughs> thing is like first of all I do feel like I have been really lucky like my family have been Mm -hmm. so supportive of it like me and Ben have spoke to them about it and my mum's just like you know just live your life go have fun she's like just don't worry about it And my dad's like we've got enough grandkids like it's cool but I think when it comes to other people I think it's hard because First of all, it just blows my mind that people find it okay to ask you in the first place. But I think yeah. you've just got to kind of stand your ground and just say, Look, this is a decision and a choice that I have come to and in- that's kind of final I think it's kind of that thing where you want to shut the conversation down because yeah why should you have to justify yourself why should you have to defend yourself you shouldn't you should be able to say I don't want children and for someone to say okay that's fine you know like you shouldn't have to give and even for me like for Ben reasons he's like oh you know like the way the environment is he's like I don't mm-hmm. really want to bring a child into this world and like he's this kind of more that reason but the more I think about Why I don't want children, I'm like, I just don't. You know when you're like, I'm not even really sure if I have a reason. I just don't feel the desire to be a mom. Like, I love my life. I love the spontaneity of it. I love travel. I actually think I'm too selfish to have children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But... But I do think that's an age thing because all of the friends I've got who don't have kids of a similar age, we've all said that now we've hit this point in life, we're like, God, I think I'm too selfish because we've almost experienced now so much of life that you're like, I don't know if I want to give this up. Whereas if we'd have had had kids at like 22, you don't know it. You don't know any different. You're like, well, I'm fresh out of school and now hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But also, it's okay to be too selfish to have children. Like, whatever your reason is, there is no right or wrong reason. That's your reason. And sometimes I'm like, I just don't want them because I just don't want them. And Mm. there's nothing else to elaborate on that. There is no reason that I have to give anyone. It's just because I don't want to. And that's okay. And like you said, I think people do feel like they've got a reason or sort of defend themselves. And it's like, you really don't have to. Just take that pressure off yourself. And if someone brings it up, just say, look, it's a decision that I've come to. And I don't want them. And I would just try and shut the conversation down because if it's not something that you want to speak about, you shouldn't have to.
0: A hundred percent. And I think as well, it kind of leads back to what you said about how happiness looks different to everyone. Like your dream life is so different to my dream life or someone else like everyone has their own view of what they want their life to be and I think it does change as we grow up like what I wanted maybe three years ago is slightly different to what I want now and I think it's so important to remember that we don't all need that same trajectory of life anymore not that we ever did but I think it was just the norm wasn't it and now it's not expected that the man's the breadwinner it's not expected that the woman just has seven kids and then like retires from work at 30 it's not expected that you just get married and live together and all these kind of things like there's couples now who are together for their whole life and They live in separate houses, or they never get married, or some people just never want a husband. They just want ten cats. Like everyone has their own. (laughs) That's my dream. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone has their own, don't they? You will absolutely still have been alongside the ten cats.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. I find that so exciting that we all live different lives. Because the thing is, I think, wow, if we all wanted the same things, life would be really boring. But we all choose to live completely different lives. And I find that exciting. And also like in terms of your friendship groups, you know, like you've got, the friend that's like the mom and you've got the friend that's the career woman and the one that travels and how amazing when you all come together, you've got so much to talk about because you've got such different lives. And I think that's a really exciting thing.
0: Yeah, I totally agree in my friend group. I'd say we've got such a good mix of like, everyone's got a slightly different life and it's so much nicer when you come together and you can have conversations where like, you've got so much more to talk about. Like you've got one friend doing this and one friend doing that. And one's like just started a new job and everyone's got so much to talk about. And you're so there's so much love and support And we're not all just kind of going through the same motion and then ending up in baby group and stuff. Like there's just so much. And don't get me wrong. I think if you are all in the same kind of stages of life and you're best friends, that's great. Because you've got that support network in a slightly different way. But I think it is good that we've all got our own things.
1: Yeah. It makes life interesting, doesn't it? You've got your own thing going on. You've got your own thing to talk about. And when you all come together. And like you said, there are support groups. There are things out there. If you need someone that has a similar interest to you. Or like if you're a mum and you want to go to like your coffee mornings and stuff like because the thing is I must find I do find that like as a mum you must be like you know the other mums get it and I totally understand that because you yeah no one gets it unless you get it right so I do understand that but I do think as a friendship group it's just really fun that everybody kind of all brings something else to the table and yeah I mean how amazing that we can all carve out our own life and be the Mm. kind of like driver of your own destiny like I just love that and I think there's so many opportunities and so many ways to feel fulfilled and also like something I've been thinking about recently and I actually really love is like phases of life because it's like you know you yes you know like it's like when you're at school and like you have like your first love and then like I moved away to uni and then I like was with my first boyfriend and like I don't know like I look back and I just think those were kind of phases this is a phase that I'm in now like I live in Norfolk with Ben but I'm like I feel it's so exciting that we have so many chapters yet to live and I just think wow how they could look like I'm one of the people that I really believe in a forever home not for me anyway like no I, know I, I agree house forever like for some people like that's their forever home and like, I get it and that's amazing but that's not my thing like the other day I was saying to Ben like would you be able to like move into Portugal in a few years and he was like oh here she goes <laughs> but I'm like you know how amazing that we could just like buy a farmhouse live off the land like for me like sunshine makes me so happy and I know like it would make such a difference to live in a warmer country but mm. I just think yeah why not like we'll live in Portugal for a few years and then like maybe we'll move back and live in Wales or like maybe we'll move abroad and I just think it's so exciting that like, there's so many chapters that there's yet to write and yeah that's just something that I think about a lot and I just think it's really nice.
0: I'm so the same as you I'm like I've had my travel era where I worked and lived abroad. I always think of it in eras, classic Taylor Swift fan. But like, (laughs) it's just the thing of having your like travel era and your uni era. And like, I, if you'd have asked me even 10 years ago, if you'd have told me to like plan out the next 10 years of my life, I can guarantee you now it wouldn't have been what happened in terms of like, I wouldn't have told you that I'd have gone and worked and lived abroad. There probably wouldn't have been any talk about me traveling for months on end. Like it just or even living back home like I never thought I'd live back home and I do and just all these different things I think it's so exciting like you said to just not know what's next and to just be okay with not knowing what's next and being okay with like just creating the life that you really want to live rather than the life that you think you should live and there's no harm in planning there's no harm in having five year ten year plans but I think it's also so okay if your life doesn't follow the plan that you thought it would follow like even vision boards like I love having my yearly ones because I think five years or 10 years is just a bit much for me because I like the spontaneity of life similarly to you I'm like I don't mind that I might end up just popping off to Bali for two months this summer which I probably wouldn't have done 10 years ago but being out there last year I'm like well I know I really want to do that or you know renting a van or getting a house in Cornwall like there's so many things that I want to do that are things that have maybe come up in the last year or so that I just never thought if you'd, if I'd have written a five-year plan back in 2015, that would have. Well, was maybe, that's not even five years ago. My God, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> in my that's head, five thing. years ago is 2015. <laughs> yeah,
1: five years ago I was 18. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if someone said to me, "Like, where are you going to be in 10 years' time?" Like, I don't even think I'd have an answer for that question Mm-mm. because I find it so exciting that I don't know. Like, I'm not one of them people that loves a spreadsheet and a plan like like you said I'll do my vision board and I like to set out kind of intentions and goals and I have a rough idea like where I want to travel this year and like yeah I'm like do you know what Portugal that would be amazing like five years time once we've completed the house I could see myself like buying somewhere out there like living off the land, close to the beach like what a life but what a life. exciting that we might wake up and be like actually no let's do this instead like I just don't have that kind of trajectory and the thing is no one does because I just think anything could happen at any point your whole life could change tomorrow and you don't know it so yeah I think you I think it's exciting to have like intentions and plans and dreams for the future but I don't get too hung up on them because I think anything could happen and just yeah you have no control over certain situations so I don't go too much into the kind of planning details because I just kind of let what's meant to be, be.
0: Speaking of travel plans, where is it that you really want to go this year? Because I'm intrigued. What's on your list? I love knowing where people are planning to go and getting into both.
1: <laughs> okay, so I feel like I need to address this, but my friends are always so stressed by my like kind of lack of planning because I... I just don't really like making plans and commitments. Same. I love to leave the year pretty open. And if tomorrow I want to get on a flight, I like that's how I like to travel. Like when I went to Sri Lanka last year, I booked it like a week before. And my friends were messaging me like, have you booked your flight? And I was like, it's fine. And I went out there and I think I only had half my accommodation booked because I wanted to turn up to somewhere and be like do I like this yes I'll stay three nights do I not no cool, I'll move on but I do always kind of each year I'll have like a little list of like places that I want to tick off and I have like a rough idea so um I'm doing a friend's yoga retreat in May that is actually booked in Corfu, so that is where I'm off to in May
0: oh my god amazing I'm
1: really excited um and then I think in March and April I want to go to Vietnam for a three or four week solo trip I don't know the dates yet and I don't know the rough plan but yeah that's kind of the idea I wanted to go last year but I didn't feel like I had quite enough time in my schedule which is why I went to Sri Lanka instead because I felt like I could do the route in a slightly less Mm -hmm. time because the thing is I was like I don't want to go to Vietnam and like every two days have to get on like a night bus or a night train and then just be like exhausted like I want to travel like a little bit slower and just see yeah like all the things in between like I don't just want to be sat on buses and trains and kind of missing out on that journey and so yeah that's the plan for March and April and then I have a plan to go to Sicily with my mum in June and I think we're going to do like eight nine days like hire a car drive around we've kind of two years ago we went to Italy and now we make it like a little yearly vacation and I love it and so Sicily's like the plan for this year but then I usually like pack her off to the airport and then I spend like a week (laughs) on my own because... Yeah, I feel like the introverts will feel this, but I do feel like really over sometimes traveling with people and like your social battery is like on empty. And I'm like, I just need a week to like not talk to anyone, sit in a quiet room. <laughs> so I usually just hire a car and I think I might fly to Puglia and kind of explore oh, I
0: love Puglia. that
1: leg. Yeah, it looks amazing. So I want to go to like Matera and like kind of explore that leg of Italy. So that's the plan for June. And then past that, there are no plans. I would love to do something like this December. Well, oh, sorry, the one just gone. Me and Ben were like, oh, I really, we wanted to like I go to New York or like to Finland and do like a really Christmassy trip. And then our boiler broke. And that was that really. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, we're like, oh, do we book something like actually in advance so we can like pay it off? Do you know what I mean? So I think we might do something in December. But yeah, so far, that's the plans. Um, but yes, tell me about your travels, love
0: do you know what this is the first year in a really really long time where I have nothing planned which I think is so shocking for me because I because you're always traveling yeah I had my I'm trying to think when did I turn 30 I think it was 2022 but um I had a yes year and I was like I'm just gonna say yes to everything and I feel like I'm quite like you I don't plan things in advance so I had a year where I think I went to like 15 places or something and the only things that were planned in was my friend's hen party in Mykonos and a trip to Mexico with my boyfriend, James, and my friend and her boyfriend. That was the only things I would booked in. Everything else was either like two weeks before or like three weeks before. It was a press trip that was last minute. And I think that's like you said, the best way to do it because it's so free. And I think the nature of our job as well, like where we're both freelancers, especially like with your interior design stuff, you can kind of do it anywhere. And it's so nice to know that you can just pick up. I know that's not for everyone. And I know that not everyone can do that. But I do think that even if you work like a nine to five, it's so nice to know that on a weekend, you could just up after work, get on a plane on Friday night and just last the weekend. Like, I just love it. I think it's the best way to travel. But I do really want to. I want to do a week in Cornwall, or like two weeks in Cornwall, which I know doesn't sound as exciting as like Thailand and Vietnam and all these things. But I think for me, I, I feel Cornwall. like part <laughs> of my heart is just in Cornwall. I love it I absolutely love it and we've been saying like we really want to get like a cute cozy cottage there's so many beautiful walks there's so many hikes there's so many coffee shops there's like so much to see and it's such a beautiful part of the UK so I really want to do that and on the theme of like exploring by our front door, I really want to do the North 500 in Scotland. You know, they're like big drive around the whole of oh, top yes, of Scotland. That looks. I am intense. so. Ah, uh, I really want to do it. I'm undecided whether I want to get a van first and do it in a van, whether I want to do it in a car and get a hotel. I don't know. I'm manifesting that that's going to happen. I don't I know how or when. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then I really want to do, like I said, a week in Bali. Not a week, sorry, a month. I want to do a month in Bali, which is why I wanted to talk to you about solo travel because. I (laughs) like I said I did my accidental my accidental solo trip which was actually kind of not I wouldn't say it counts as solo travel so I did um I mean it is solo travel it's a good intro to solo travel so I did one of the boat trips where you like book on for a week they give you all your food you have a set itinerary you travel in a group like you're very you're very much not planning your own itinerary it's kind of like you turn up and you just do what they tell you to do um which was fab but I really want to do Bali for like a month and I've been out before I went last summer and I loved it. But what are your tips for like solo travel? Cause you solo travel a lot and I feel like you've got so much balls with it. And for me, I feel like I get nervous. I'm like, Oh my God, what if I get the wrong thing? What if I go in the wrong direction? What if someone tries to kidnap me? And like all these crazy irrational fears, but give me some tips. I want to know because yes, I really want to be more inspired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is like, I don't know where it came from, but I remember I was with my ex when I took my first ever solo trip to Paris for two nights. So this must have been about 12 years ago. It must have been 21. Yeah. And I just one day was like, I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to go on my own. And everyone was like, you've broken up with your boyfriend, haven't you? And I was like, no, why? (laughs) Um, And he was like, yeah, do you know what? I do feel so lucky that Ben's so supportive because as someone that loves to travel, I know you will understand this, mm-hmm. but like there will just come a time where I get itchy feet and I'm like, I need to go. I just need to go. And I'll book a flight and I'll go for like three weeks. And he's like, ah, I'll see you when you get home. <laughs> so I feel like, cause loads of people say to me, like, I want to go on my own, but I don't want to fit in my partner. Like, how do you bring up the conversation? And I'm like, God, I, I don't even think I ever did. I like, just went like, but I do think that's kind of like finding your right partner, someone that supports you in every aspect of your life, your career, like You know, and it's not a them thing. It's a you thing. Like, I'm not doing this because I don't want to go with you. I'm doing this because I want to go for myself. myself, And I think, yeah, it's kind of just explaining that to your partner and having someone understand that. But in terms of tips, I feel like I was pretty fearless when I went. Mm -hmm. But one thing I would say for people, because I would say, like, spend some time on your own. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you do this anyway, but for anyone that's listening and doesn't, take yourself for lunch, go out for dinner, go on a shopping trip, like go to the cinema or to the movies. Like, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say the cinema and the movies. I meant to say the <laughs> cinema and the theater. <laughs> but like, even when I went to New York on my own, I went to like three gigs on my own and I loved it. And it's like, you get this level of like, you are so present because when you're with someone, you're like chatting away. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you're on your own, you are just there in that moment. And there's something so special about that. And my favorite thing is like, what time do I want to wake up today? Like, do I just want to go and walk around a museum? Do I want to go and sit in a cafe for four hours and read my book and watch the world go by? Like, I think when you travel with someone, no matter how much you love that person and how much you get on and they're easy to travel with, you're always compromising somehow because it's like a compromise of what the two or three or however many you're traveling with want to do. But on your own, it's your terms. And there's something really special about that. So in terms of tips, I would say, get comfortable with your own space and your own time. And People always say to me, like, God, how do you go out for dinner on your own on holiday? I'm like, I just do. Like, I don't think about it. Like, for me, I think because I love reading so much, I carry a book everywhere with me. So I'm in that book. I'm not worried about what anyone thinks. And the thing is, like, fuck what anyone thinks. Like, you are never going to see that person again. So if someone's looking at you thinking, God, that girl's on her own, you will never know what that person's thinking and you will never have to care. But also, if I see someone on their own, like for dinner, I'm like, well, they like having a great time? Mm. <laughs> do you know? What I mean? It's like,
0: wow, like that. They must love being on their own. Because I always think, yeah. like, I when I see someone having dinner on their own or in the cinema alone, I'm like, do you know what? I think everyone should have the balls to do that. Yeah. I don't ever think I to watch Games <laughs> like.
1: No, I went to watch The Hunger Games like a few weeks ago on my own and I loved it and I took myself out for dinner first and like, I thought, God, I haven't done that for myself for a while but I love a gig. Like, I went to watch The Nutcracker a few Christmases ago, like, got dressed up, took myself to the theatre and it was amazing but I... I'm kind of that person like I am quite laid back when I travel I don't really make too many plans the plans I do have I will always send like my best friend and Ben a full itinerary of every place I'm staying every telephone number and like location so they know so I think it's important as a woman to take like certain safety precautions but other than that like I would just say don't overthink it just enjoy it and the thing is it's like I do think our brain does that thing to us sometimes and it's like, what if this happened and what if that happens? But I mean, really like 99% of those things never happen. You come back like Sri Lanka last year was probably the best three weeks of my life and something like utterly magical happened on that trip. And I don't know what it was, but I was so happy. So at peace I just loved every moment the people were incredible like the places the experiences I saw I was like just pinching myself like is this happening to me and I've experienced it like on my own and I didn't want to be with anyone else I wanted to be on my own and it was just the most incredible feeling and yeah I would say like push yourself out your comfort zone but likewise I think guided tours are a great introduction if you're like I want to travel solo But I'm not quite ready to go on my own like I did a Trek America tour like and it was incredible and I met some like such great people and I loved it and I traveled on my own at this point so I kind of saw like the best of both worlds but I do think that's a really great kind of entryway into solo travel because you are still stepping out of your comfort zone you're doing something on your own. But then you also have the pleasure of meeting hopefully incredible people. And then I think from there, but also like start small, like my first trip was two nights in Paris. And like since I've done five weeks in New York, like five weeks in Bali, like I've spent a lot of time traveling on my own. I love it. But I didn't go in with like a four week solo trip to start with. But yeah, I would just say start small, really love. like, And even I love traveling the UK on my own. Like yeah. every like once a year, I'll go and book a little shepherd's hut down in Oxford and I'll go to like Bister Village and I'll take myself out for a day shopping and a bit of lunch and I love it. And just sometimes you feel like when you know you need that night away, like... you know like it's hard sometimes living with someone and me and Ben like we get on so well and he's so easy to live with but then you do have those moments where you're tired and you're picking at each other and you just think you know Mm -hmm. what I need just one night to just step away from it but also it's such a lovely feeling like when I do travel I really miss him and it's nice to come home and be like I've got so much to tell you and like yeah just that feeling to miss someone, I think, is lovely. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend solo travels to anyone and everyone that I met. And I just think, do you know what? Try it once. and If you hate it, you never have to do it again. But for me, it's like my my everything. I just love it.
0: I also think, like you said, a really good way to do it is start small. So, like, take yourself yeah. on solo dates. Like, even if you're going out for a long walk or something. So, this is one of my things for this year on my vision board. Is I really want to start dating myself and like. Yeah. You know, doing those I call them self-development evenings. So like sometimes on a Monday night or whatever, like whatever night I choose of the week. So like this week it's a Monday. And um I'll have like a night where I just sit and I'll like flick through a little self-help book. And I I'm a firm believer of self-help books are not fiction. So you shouldn't read them all in one go. You should read like a few pages because they are overwhelming. <laughs> so I'll yeah. like flick through a couple and then like journal out my thoughts or you know, like self-development rather than self-care. So like things that help me to become a better person. But I also really want to start doing those dates. I think that's a good one. And like like you said, I would never have even thought of starting with solo travel in the UK. But it's so it's such a good way to do it, isn't it? Because if you're in the UK, you're close to home. You're on the same time zone. Yeah. You know the language, which I think is so important if you are nervous, because everything's kind of familiar. So like even if you live in, I don't know, the Cotswolds and you want to go to Scotland or something, it's still kind of familiar. And like that familiarity, I think, is quite nice when you're experiencing something so new and different to then lead you up to those bigger trips like you said
1: yeah and the thing is like you can be in the comfort of your own car like when you get there and then it's like just take a book like when I stay in these little shepherd's house I just have like the best evening I just sit there have like a cup of peppermint tea I read my book I'm just like (laughs) this is the life (laughs) but it's like yes I mean there's so many beautiful places in the UK start off with that and then yeah maybe venture into Europe if you're ready to go further afield take a slightly bigger trip but Yeah, I I do feel quite lucky as someone that's never really considered it too much, but I I do see where people kind of can get nervous and I think especially as a woman, but I mean, touch wood, I've never had any situations where I've never felt safe. Mm. I've always felt really. But the thing is like, This is actually another thing that I think about quite a lot when I'm traveling. I wouldn't do something I wouldn't do at home. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't walk around London at 10 o'clock at night on my own. So when I stayed in like Brooklyn in New York, I wasn't going to walk around at 10 o'clock at night on my own. I would go out for dinner and then I would go home. And then I would like read or have a bath or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I'm not going to be walking around somewhere like feeling totally unsafe. I think you just yeah you kind of just got to have your wits about you a little bit and I think if something doesn't feel right chances are it's probably not right so just don't do anything you feel uncomfortable doing but I mean yeah I would never want to put anyone off by scaring them but I've just had like (laughs) endless amazing experiences but I just think you just have to be a bit sensible and yeah just have the time of your life I think that's why people just get they focus too much on the kind of like Nervous side of it, but it's like this could be like the best thing that's ever happened to you. And like a friend of mine, she went and she's like, solo travel wasn't for me. And I was like, but that's cool because you tried it. And you can say, do yeah. you know what? That's not for me. I love traveling with my partner. Fair enough. Like, whatever works for you. But for some reason, it's just something that makes me feel really fulfilled. Like, I come home and I'm like, reset, rejuvenated. I'm like, right, I'm ready to take on the world. Like, I just feel like I've had this time to myself that I really needed. And I love traveling with my friends and my mum and Ben, but there's something just really special about it. So I would say go for it. And I mean, we know people, like friends and stuff in Bali, so you'll be on your own. But I mean, I was with like Licia and stuff a lot. And it's like, you know, you there's always someone there if you don't feel like you want to be on your own. So yeah, I think you'll have the best time.
0: And I think sometimes as well, if you go to somewhere, I mean, Bali, I think is a bit different because it's so, like, there's so many Aussies, there's so many Brits. But I feel like certain things like that, if you're going for a long period of time, like in my head, if I went to Bali, I'd be like, well, I'm obviously going to do a fitness class. So I'd meet people or, you know, there's like so many ways that you can find people that you get on with that even coffee shops and stuff. You'll hear people. And if you're on your own, people tend to chat to you. Like it's just, but I think I really like what you said about like dating yourself and like just doing those things for you. where Even if you're not comfortable traveling alone, it's like getting comfortable with like knowing who you are, which kind of leads back to the whole episode really of like, getting to grips with like who you are at your core and what makes you happy and what makes your dream life your dream life because it might like spending time on your own you really get to know more about yourself yeah
1: 100% so
0: it's kind of like we've done a full circle by accident
1: (laughs) yeah the thing is I'm like such a independent person there and again like being an introvert I think there's something in me where I'm like even like one night a week like living with Ben I'm like I just need like one night on my own and I'll like do my own thing and I'm like you know, I need that space kind of thing. But I do feel like there's an independence in me that, yeah, I've kind of always been really at ease with. I I love spending time with myself. I love being in my own company. And I think that's something that's really special. I know a lot of people that are very like dependent on their partners, and they have to be with someone all the time. And at the end of the day, if that's how you are, there's nothing Mm. wrong with that, you know, but I still think it's nice, because I think, if you are that way inclined, being on your own probably is a massive deal, stepping out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. But how nice it is, like you said, I, one of my favourite things to do is like just go and have a look around the charity shops and like bookstores and then I'll buy myself a coffee and just sit there and read for a few hours and there's like nowhere to be, no one to talk to and it's just such a nice feeling. Or getting dressed up and taking yourself out for dinner. I mean, I've done that before and people look at you like, why is she dressed up? She's on her own. But I just think, well, if you can't dress up for yourself, then who are you dressing up for? Like you know like take yourself out feel good get comfortable or uncomfortable in your own company because like you said great things grow outside of your comfort zone and if you are uncomfortable that's okay
0: I think as well like it just it's just getting yeah like you said getting uncomfortable and I think one of the best things I ever ever did was that accidental solo trip because it taught me so much about myself and I also think like moving on my own as well like living on my own in fact when I was like 21 22 I thought my happiness was going through uni, you know, getting a little husband and a little house and having a couple of kids. And like that was my happy. And I thought I'd have all those things by 30. But the closer I got to 30, the more I realised that I actually don't need or want the same things. And it's just like breaking that like bubble of what is what we're told is happiness versus what is actually our happiness and it's so okay if our happiness like me and you our happiness is probably completely different even though there might be crossovers the same as like every single person listening will have a completely different definition of what they see as happiness and like we might be talking about solo travel and people might think god i'd never do that or they might think about trying it now we've talked about it but that's okay because maybe you like having your one holiday a year with your partner but you really love some other part of your life a lot and you like doing i don't know pottery on a weekend or you like going for a run in nature on your own. Like there's just so, it's just such a wide thing.
1: Yeah no I completely agree and like you said I think it's like finding what works for you and that's why I always encourage anyone to try it once because I think if you try it and you don't like it that's fine because you've tried it and like even when I signed up to CrossFit like if and I did like a pottery course the year before and I was like I just want to like try it and expand just like the thing is we're constantly evolving right so it's like you're constantly evolving your taste what you enjoy Mm -hmm. what I enjoyed 10 years ago does not interest me now like I'm in a different phase of my life but it's like just constantly finding that Thing, what makes me happy? What what hobbies do I want to have? Like, and like you said, some some of my friends not interested in travel at all, and that's absolutely fine because mm. they are living their life. And it's yeah. like, you know, you've got to find what works for you and what's right for you. But I, I would encourage people to try it because I I think for me it's been something that's been so fulfilling and life changing. I want people to experience that feeling, but I know it's not for everyone. But <laughs> yeah I'm like please
0: do it (laughs) it's like finding the things that make you one percent happier or like doing something that might make your life one percent better but then that's different for everyone and like all of our lives all of our dream lives are different but also like like... something
1: on that as well love is I feel like social media can be like the best and the worst thing sometimes because I think it's really amazing to see someone's life and be like completely Mm -hmm. inspired and see it as aspirational but then I do think there's that negative connotation where you're like oh my god that person's living their best life they've got this job and they've got this husband and they've got this and it's like there is that massive like comparison piece mm-hmm. all the time and we just like when people say like comparison is the thief of joy and it really is and it's like I try not to spend too much time on social media because you and I both know what people choose to put out really is like 5% of your life yeah. and I think that's why I try to talk about the real issues You know, like when I lost my grandparents, or like speaking out about being child free by choice because life isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think I would feel like devastated if someone looked at my life and was like, God. I wish I had what Hailey had because I love my life but it's not perfect and no one's life is and I think we all need to remember that and there's just that element I always just have to be like you know stay in your own lane focus on what you're doing don't get sidetracked and blindsided by what everyone else puts because that person that's a small part of their life it's not their life so it's kind of just reminding yourself that yeah, you have to kind of find what's right for you and not pin in too much on everybody else's dream life.
0: Almost just like see, show, see, I can't speak. <laughs> see social media <laughs> as like, you know that you post your highlight reels so just post, like you know that everyone else is doing yeah. the same. And I actually find close friends really funny for this because I don't know about you, but when you see someone's close friends, especially influencers, a lot of the time, their normal stories will be like polished and like beautiful and like, you know, happy and everything's great. But then their close friends might be them like, oh, I've just had a massive argument with my boyfriend or like, fuck, I've got to move out of my house. And like the close friends is always like almost the reality or like still a bit edited, but it's like the reality. And then you see what they put out to the world and you're like, the contrast of even that makes me laugh so much. And I think we're all so guilty of it. Like I've had times where I'm so ill and I'm on the sofa and I can't move for like a week. But then I'll be posting on stories and I'm like, I, I have got better at this. I have to admit, I've got better at doing this. But um, you'll post like an outfit from three weeks ago and everyone thinks you're fine. And you're like in this beautiful coffee shop in this nice outfit. And actually, you've not moved off the sofa and you look like a troll. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, this is the only content I have to post <laughs> because I'm so ill.
0: <laughs> it's like, even for the context. Thing. So like the other day, I went to a bungee fit class with my friend. Best thing I've ever done. It was so much fun. And like, oh, it's uh, the, the classic. Stories. like. I haven't shared online that I broke my toes like I did did it yeah I I think I put it on close friends earlier but like I (laughs) latched we had to do a thing where you like almost go like parallel to the floor and you drop down and I think I just dropped a bit hard and I assumed my feet were just really cold and that's why it hurt got home and my toes are purple so like little things like that like I haven't necessarily shared so much that my toes are bruised because I don't want to share the bad part of it I just shared the good part of like us all dancing to Cruel Summer and having the best time ever with my broken toes (laughs) but that's
1: I think that's the thing that like makes people feel like they can connect to you is the realness you know and I it's weird because like we were talking about this earlier before we started recording and like I think as influencers you get so stuck in this like Routine of like, I've got to post what I think people want to see, and there's pressure. I'm Mm. like, no, they want to see this video, they want to see this, and then I'll speak out about loving solo travel or being child food by choice. And those videos will hands down perform like three times better than any of my other content. And like, the amount of people that message me, and like, I love this because you're so real and it's so honest. And in being vulnerable, you are showing people like your true side. And I think it's saying to people, like, if I'm being vulnerable, it's okay for you to be as well. And like, even last year, like me and Ben have been together eight years and last year was a bad year for us it was the first bad year we've had in eight and I'm okay to sit here and say that because it's like I don't want people to look at me and be like oh she's got a perfect relationship and it I don't think anyone has but it's okay to say like I'm human you know I do stress about stuff and then I don't sleep, and we worry about money and we argue with our boyfriends, and it's totally, totally normal. And it's like, I think people need to realize like, sometimes, and even I do it, I put influencers on a pedestal, and you just think, God, everything's perfect, when really you know that it's actually not. But it's like kind of just educating people that just don't pin too much on other people's lives, focus that energy on your life, and that's where the magic happens.
0: Like, focus on making your life 1% better. And finding your happiness in your dream life as opposed to looking at everyone else's. And I think, as well, like the comparison thing, I think a lot of the time you can get caught up in what everyone else has got and you forget what it is that actually makes you happy. And sometimes it is, like you said, just taking that step back from social media and being like, right, what makes me happy? Is it having children? Is it not having children? Is it getting married? Is it not? Is it buying a house? Is it not? Is it solo travel? Is it spending time in the UK? Is it getting a dog? Is it getting a cat? Is it working my way up a career ladder or doing freelance jobs that give me enough money to support traveling the world. Like you just have to really spend time with you to work out what that dream life is. And I think that's probably the most important thing to bring from like this whole episode is like, it's just what makes you happy And when you strip back all the noise of social media and stuff, like what is it that actually makes you feel great on an everyday basis?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. I do think social media is an incredible tool sometimes, but I do think it can have a massive negative effect on people's lives. And like you said, Just using it in kind of like smaller doses and then, you know, stepping back from life. Because, like you said, you can get so caught up in what everyone else has got and what they're doing. And you Mm -hmm. step back and you're like, wow, if I could see myself five years ago and what I have now, I'd be absolutely chaffed to pieces. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you've got to think, actually, no, I'm really good where I am. Like, but more than that, like being healthy, being happy, and being loved, that's all you really need in life. You don't need you know the big house and everything else that comes with it in the materialistic side because I think we're constantly chasing a high and a happiness that's not actually real and that's why I do think social media is also a downside because it makes you believe that you need all of these things and when you get to that stage you'll instantly be happy but I mean I've listened to countless interviews with millionaires and they're like wow when I got all this money I was not happy and I thought when it happened I would be and it's like yeah we put so much on when I get the house when I have the children when I have the husband when I get the millions that's when I'll be happy no focus on being happy now and realizing that putting your happiness in other people or other things is not sustainable
0: and also I think like you said on the millionaire thing people think like oh when I've got the house I'll be happy then you get the house and then you're like okay well when I get this I'll be happy then you get that and then it's like, okay when I get this and it's like you're never satisfied because you're always chasing the next thing and you just have to be good with where you are right now
1: yeah and same thing with millionaires. Once you've got your one million, right, you want your two million. It so never ends. <laughs> yeah. And you ha- it's like you have to realize that, that chasing happiness in things is not sustainable because it's not. You need to be happy and fulfilled and at peace with yourself and the rest just comes.
0: It's kind of like what I always say with manifestation In like the best way to manifest and be grateful is to be thankful and grateful and happy for what you've got right in this minute then the other stuff happens. You can't just sit and be like, I'm so miserable in my life, but I want a mansion. You have to just really be thankful for the now to get to where you want to be. And it's okay if that thing changes. (laughs) Obviously the theme of this episode has been very much kind of creating your own dream life, finding your happiness, making your life even 1% better. What's three things that you think for you personally that make your life, your dream life and make it that little bit better every week or every day?
1: do you know what I'm actually a really big believer in like like finding the really small joys in every day so for me like I love my like first morning coffee like it Mm. just hits different like I sit there and I actually like savor it and I don't start work and I just like sit there and drink it like I'm really back into reading at the moment I'm like just flying through books so like reading is another thing for me that it brings me a lot of joy and also like another thing for me being at home brings me a lot of joy like living a slower life just being at home having no plans like every time I pull up to our house I just smile and I'm like I feel grateful and it makes me happy and I love being there but I think for like your listeners and your followers it would be like really helpful if they could like write down a few small things that they do for themselves already and then maybe like things that they could try this week so it could be like signing up to a new hobby like starting a gym class or a pottery or like learning a language like what's that one thing you've always wanted to do and then it could be like something more like practical like oh, I'm gonna take myself on a date or like go out for a coffee mm-hmm. or I'm gonna yeah like read a new book or whatever it is I think setting aside that time for yourself is really important so maybe just try and focus on one thing a week that you've put yourself first. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, just see how that evolves.
0: Like almost make a note every time as you're listening, make a note every time this week that something really fills you with joy and like a part of your routine. And then think about adding in one to three things that are like something you've always wanted to do. So like I've always wanted to just go and sit in a coffee shop and read. So that's something I'm going to try and do this week. Or like, like you, I love my morning coffees, especially at the moment where the sun is rising a little bit later and you get the most beautiful sunrises where it's clear days at the moment like that is my like sweet spot I'm like I love sitting at my kitchen table with my coffee and my gratitude list and like seeing this sunrise happen it's just so lush
1: yeah and even like I mean we have been getting like some unreal sunsets at the moment Mm -hmm. and like around dinner time I'll just go and stand in the garden for like five minutes with like no phone and I'll just stand there and like watch the sunset and it's just yeah those small things because the thing is I think the small things that bring you joy actually end up being the big things in I life sense. you know so it's like finding those small parts of joy and like you said maybe like it doesn't
0: have to be big things no
1: not at all because the thing is the big things are exciting but they're more few and far between right so it's like finding happiness in those little moments calling your parents or like whatever it is checking in with people or checking in with yourself like just doing that small thing and then if that brings you joy then it's good enough but I think maybe some people don't realize the things that bring them joy so like you said it's quite nice to make a note like what made you smile this week okay so going forward I'm going to do more of that and less mm-hmm. time like scrolling on social media or like doing something that's not beneficial to yourself
0: on that note I'm gonna round off today's episode but thank you so much Haley, for coming on you've been an absolute star and if you want to find Hayley online I'll leave all of her links and stuff because I know you guys are going to want to follow her and hopefully you enjoyed this episode of us just having a really nice honest chat about life and All of the things that we're trying to break as a generation in terms of like societal norms and all that kind of good stuff
1: no honestly thank you there for having me it's been so nice and just so nice to catch up and see your face but yeah I feel like if anyone has any questions if they want to reach out and open up about anything then yeah slide right on into mine and Jess's DMs because we are so open for a chat on any of these subjects we've been waffling on about
0: <laughs> but again thank you so much for coming on and I'm sure I'll talk to you in about five minutes time so let's round off yeah. the episode here thank you so much for listening guys and I'll see you in the next one goodbye bye Are you loving this podcast and recommending it to everyone you know? Well, let's share the love. Ratings and reviews really help podcasts to be found in search engines and it just helps new people to find the podcast and enjoy it too. So I'd be really grateful if you could leave a little rating and a review if you could take five seconds and I'll see you in my next episode. Goodbye, guys. Did you know the Good Vibes Club also runs events around the UK? Well, now you do. So if you want to get your hands on a ticket, make sure you head over to thegoodvibesclub.co.uk to search our upcoming events and get on board with something new. Whether you want to make some new friends or try something that you've always wanted to do, come along and join one of our events. And if there's anything that you'd love to do that we aren't doing yet, let us know and we can add it to the list. See you there, guys.